0: Another episode of Records Revisited, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery. Joining me is the man whose wishing well is full of butterfly tears and crocodile cheers, whatever that means. Here's my co-host from the left coast, Wayne Fugate. Uh hold Ben, I mean. So for this episode, we have a repeat revisitor. The he's the man behind the Toto Africa debate and the man who signs his name across the hearts of everyone he encounters please welcome back to the podcast jeff johnson
1: hey guys thanks for
0: having me so you know the premise of our podcast we talk about music but as we do at the beginning of each of our podcast episodes here we go all important question jeff what t-shirt are
1: you wearing uh today i'm wearing my uh hootie and the blowfish group therapy t-shirt from the hollywood bowl um got to see them uh, a couple months ago that was fun i enjoyed it uh bare naked ladies open forum but more important than my t-shirt is what underwear i'm wearing i'm i'm wearing a pair of stance underwear for the first time i'm normally a me undies guy and uh i was buying some new socks and they had underwear on stance, I was like, I love stance. I'm gonna give them a try. So I've got a fun pair of underwear on. I like to call them Thunderwear. it's <laughs> perfect. They have uh they have like like they have like Sasquatch and uh like sea creature and an alien. They're fun, man. I just I don't I feel like these are the kind of underwear that you shouldn't wear pants with. They're that kind of fun. This is like under stuff. Dude, I'm I it's, it's all there. about it's all about it. I'm so uh I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I I, uh, I just feel better when I have fun socks and underwear on. It just makes my day go better. So you're wearing your hoodie t-shirt, but you're you drop trowel for the rest, is what you're telling <laughs> me. Is that? Well, I actually have shorts on uh, okay. over my underwear, but I shouldn't. I feel I feel like I'm betraying the fun of the underwear or the
2: fun It's like hiding them away, <laughs> the thunder. Hiding your love it away. It's, hi- it's hiding my thunder.
0: Hey, you gotta hide. Your-
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. So, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but they're a good time. I'm I, like I said, I'm mostly a me undies guy these days, but uh,
2: these are fun. I like them.
1: All right, Wayne, I'm not going to ask you about your underwear. What
2: <laughs> t-shirt are you wearing? I am wearing probably for the only time uh, a new shirt I got. Uh, you got to watch the vendors on Amazon because this uh, is the David Lee Roth Eat em and Smile album cover shirt. But I washed it, and this is uh probably the only time I'll, I'll wear it I'm gonna have to give it to a smaller man
0: a little uh, little snug
2: yeah I dislocated my shoulder putting it
0: on <laughs> <laughs> uh not good all right I hate well that, <laughs> I hate that. I'm uh, I'm wearing I'm wearing uh, my not a surf t-shirt because this week not a surf put out a new uh, new single and so um, I'm all excited about it new album coming out here in early 2020
1: have you listened to the Did you listen to the new hootie
0: you know i listened to a couple tracks and i haven't had a chance to listen to the whole thing so i haven't
1: either i've just a couple tracks in
0: yeah i have every intention of doing it this week um well wayne you'll you'll respect this this week uh was all about listening to this record that we're going to talk about, listening to our next episode's record and the new Joe Henry album. Oh, I, I t- am, in, I am in love with it.
2: New Joe Henry. I did not know. I will have to get on that.
0: Dude. It is better than civilians. That's a lot. That's a tall order right there. It is a tall order. I'm just telling you, man, it, I don't think that there's any like standout track that would like, make my top you know my top picks of of the year but um, overall it's just a solid record so um, yeah definitely give that give that a spin Do you uh are you getting close to figuring out what your most listened to songs of 2019 are gonna be Wayne
2: uh, it's just about whittling them down I got I got a good probably 1820 that I I got a Some, I, some are clear, clearly in the top 10 and some, some hard choices will have to be made.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I think where I'm at. How about you, Jeff? Uh, if you, if you were asked to put together like a, a a top 10 most listened to or, or favorite songs of, of this year, what would, what would that, what would that look like?
1: Um, you know, I don't know offhand, uh, a lot of it would probably be stuff that I prepped for the show for, honestly. Um, you know, that, that that's the stuff that ended up getting heavy rotation. Uh, a lot of the new national album, I've spent a ton of time with that, and Bon um, obviously the new Wilco, um, you know, that, that that's definitely been high up there. Uh, stuff that I've actually discovered on uh, listening to you guys' stuff, Carolyn Spence, and some of that stuff has slipped into my rotation, so... Um, I haven't really sat down to figure out what my, my list of most listened would be, but it's definitely among that, along with my things like uh, Sigur Ross and stuff that I'm still stuck in ever since I've been to Iceland. Uh, it always finds its way right. back into my rotation. I became like a huge, huge fan of theirs uh, ever since going there. It's like I, I finally understood it. Like I didn't understand it until I went, and then I was like, now I do. I get it. So. I've never been able to completely get
0: them. So, totally what, what is what is it? Is it you have to listen to it
1: while admiring the geography of Iceland? Well, that's really what it is to me now. Like I, when I listen to it now, it just brings to mind these like uh, just these epic landscapes and uh, you know the Northern Lights. And I mean, it really just vividly brings it back to mind. I wasn't a big fan before I went either. And, uh, I thought, well, well, I'm here, I should listen to a little bit. And, uh, I got into it and then I started to associate it with all the stuff I was seeing and, and it was just, uh, it's just kind of stuck with me for whatever reason. So, um, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try and sell you on it necessarily, but it just kind of makes me smile now. Um, <laughs> speaking of making me smile, I appreciate you guys having me on when you, when you guys, uh, you, you mentioned this, this last week or whatever, doing this i mean i gotta tell you man it has been a shitty run of uh time in our valley here it's just been kind of non-stop bad stuff mm-hmm. and uh so it was it you know as soon as you said can you know you you up for doing a an episode i was like yep let's do it let me dive into some music and shake off all of the garbage uh our valley has just been through a lot this last couple of months and and uh it, it's you know stressful it's none of it's hugely directly affected me or my family, but it's affected people that I know closely um, or at least tangentially, or or it's been a lot of fear or, you know, stress and and things like that. So it's just, it's good to kind of just shake that off and and dive into something kind of mindless and entertaining, not mindless. That was the wrong word. Sorry. Well, some of the songs,
2: no, no offense taken. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: so yeah anyway so thanks for having me on i appreciate it it's uh you know it's nice a nice uh diversion i guess is what i would say so for people who haven't listened to
0: any of the episodes with jeff on it so jeff is in do you consider yourself santa clarita still oh yeah
1: we're very much santa clarita so so, so
0: suburb of la right uh, up to five north
1: of north of Burbank
0: and, yeah. So between all of the fires that have hit your area and a recent shooting at one yeah. of the high schools, yeah, it's not and been our, a good our, run our, for our, you.
1: Our congresswoman getting hounded out of office, oh, you know, using using revenge porn, <laughs> using revenge porn to get her out. Um, it's just been ugly. There's just been a lot of ugliness yeah. uh, during this stretch, um, in a way that like. You know, again, you're seeing your situation like that. You end up seeing some of your neighbors in a little bit of a different light, too, because that got really ugly. Um, You know, and it just gets weird and judgmental about a woman versus if a man were doing some of the same stuff. And, you know, difficult and someone that I really backed and really believed in, certainly, um, and was disappointed that it got to that point that she she felt like she had to had to resign because otherwise it was going to be a constant flow of that. And then we got into fires. You know, We, we have we've had three four it's hard to even keep track now of which fires affected us um uh, it's been heavy heavy fire season uh fires sp- sprang up again after we'd gone through them one week um they sprang up while i was in um i was in little rock in oklahoma city and and i'm not even home and my family's here and and you know they we're not far from the evacuation area during those fires and you know i'm talking to my wife and the, the backyard's filling with ash and and uh you know, smoke everywhere. And, uh, we have friends who are being evacuated and have some friends over to the house and, you know, stressful like that. And then last week, you know, the, the school shooting, which is, that's a school that my, my wife works at. She was heading there that morning. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, she, she could be at any one of six, six or seven schools in our district in any given day, but that was, she had just dropped me off at the train station cause I was riding the train into work and I had gotten the notification about it and, and texted her, but that's the school she was going to that day. And so it hits pretty close to home, um, you know, through like two degrees of separation, you know, we, 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 uh, are, are connected to somebody who was shot and survived and, um, you know, somebody who is a backer at the theater that I used to do stuff. I don't know them, but I know the people who do, you know, and, yeah. and, so yeah, and then and then seeing my friends, my friends posting about their kids, you know, a lot of our friends go to that high school and their kids are posting, My kids are safe and they're okay and you know that sort of stuff. So uh yeah, it's been been a crazy time. Mm. Wow. Yeah, heavy. So
0: man. so so, so <laughs> we we typically steer away from the political stuff on the podcast, but I, I feel <laughs> like I feel like I have to say two things. First your Congresswoman never should have resigned. No.
1: No. She shouldn't have. But here's the thing. And I, I was disappointed that she did. However, I'm not the one who yeah. knows that there's maybe 600 more pictures of me that they're just going to slowly leak and weaponize. Yep. Um, it's funny because I just watched the People vs. O.J. Simpson, uh, the Netflix, you know, the TV series uh, last week. And I forgot that Marsha. Marsha Clark had that same thing happen to her where one of her ex-husbands sells like a topless picture of her to, to the national Enquirer, And it's, this stuff gets weaponized against women in a very different way. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, if people don't agree with what you're doing, you know, and I think there was some judgment there that, that was, I think she made some choices that she would have made differently in hindsight. But the fact of the matter is, is that, she was involved in sexual relationships that people don't necessarily uh, relate to or agree with. And so she's, she got drummed out and shamed out of Congress for it. And it's, it's a shame. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So, so second political comment of, we got to do something about the gun situation in our country. It's out of control. Every time I hear another one of these shootings, it pisses me off. Because we have the capability of doing something. We have the capability of, you know, doing some background checks. And speaking for somebody who has a child who is on the autism spectrum, who would be considered, you know, quote-unquote special needs or behavioral, whatever you want to call it, we have the capabilities of putting that in the, in, in the forefront. And instead we would rather have these stupid bullcrap impeachment hearings that are not going to lead to anything. So our politicians are doing jack squat when they have the capabilities of actually doing something for the betterment of our country. And it pisses
1: me off. And I don't, I don't know what the answers are anymore, to be honest with you. I, I But I'm not paid to. I wasn't elected to. I wasn't hired to. Right. I don't know exactly what the answers are. I know it's not a simple question. No. But I think we're making it more complex than it needs to be. The fact of the matter is I'm tired of being afraid to send my sk- my kids to school. I'm tired of being at a concert and having a quick panic attack about how safe we are. I'm tired yep. of that feeling. And I, it didn't feel that way when we were kids. And I grew up around guns, man. Yeah. I grew up in Montana. I grew up hunting. I'm not an anti-complete anti-hunting gun person, but I, I just think that something has changed where it, we have to address it. For what, thirteen, fourteen people die vaping, and it's the biggest national crisis we can talk about. Oh, We're talking God, about talking about banning the shit, you know, so quickly. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? That's
2: like that's yeah. that's less than died in in, in what Parkland, F- Florida, right? Yep. Well, not only that, compared to smoking, it. I mean. It's mm-hmm. like 62 people have died from vaping since they invented it. Yeah. I mean, 62 people died last since I had dinner, but from smoking related but because that's not in the Constitution, yeah, we have to
1: treat this as some sort of sacrosanct thing and I, I, I get it. I get that people are very here's the funny thing, not funny, sad, messed up. Our valley, if I'm being completely honest, we are very, very lucky. And that's a sad thing to say. We're lucky that this is a kid who had six bullets. That's all he had, six bullets. He used every one of them. Two people died, uh, three, including himself. And and to be honest, that's sad as well. 16-year-old kid on his birthday, that that's the choice that he felt he yeah. had. Uh, that, that's another problem. But he had six bullets. I, I can tell you, I can't imagine if ours is anywhere near. If he'd walked in with like an AR-15 like the kid did in, in – in uh, parkland is it parkland florida stone yeah uh, yep. yeah so that's- that 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 was 17 killed and 17 more shot in our valley i don't know that area but in our valley i can tell you if 34 people were injured and 17 of them dead we would have all known somebody at least by a degree or two that's how small our valley is yeah um and it's we in, in a way we I, don't know, I almost used the phrase "dodged a bullet." Uh, that just would be a poor choice. We we were almost lucky that it was like this this sort of smaller scale thing, and that's sad. That's it's just sad. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just I think that we have to. We can't. We we need to do better for our kids. At the end of the day, we need to do better for our kids. They deserve better than what we're we're doing with them right now. We're we're arguing over partisan bullshit while we send them to school doing these drills. And my daughter, you know just has to live with it yeah. and your kids and yeah. uh, and their kids and it's, it's nonsense. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry about the diversion, but again,
2: I, <laughs> no, you know, I, I, and I can say there's no easy answers, but they have to do, you're right. They have to do something. And it, and I can say,
1: there's no easy answers, but they won't even have the conversation. They won't have it. No one will have the conversation, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like I say, there's things that can be done. I mean, whether the Constitution doesn't protect the number of bullets in a gun, it doesn't protect who. I mean, people they have to do a better job at screening this. I'm not. I don't want to derail the Second Amendment, but that I there don't. There has either. to be a way to stop this.
1: We we have to be able to do better. We just have to do better for our kids. Uh, at the end of the day, we we owe them. We owe them better than sending them to school and doing these these gun drills. We just owe them better. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's the reality. So, ah, uh, good times. All right. So, um, so, so, hey, so two were... people are still
0: listening to this
1: podcast episode. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, sorry to turn off all of your listeners. Um, I did hunt, if that gives me any credibility growing up. Um, so that reminds me of a funny story. Um, okay. So when I was in Little Rock, uh, I like to look up, you know, I like to look up um, uh, things in the area when I'm there. And immediately when I Googled Little Rock, the day before... A man had gone out hunting and the deer won. The deer <laughs> beat him. He 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 was hunting with a black powder musket rifle, which again, good for him, you know. Like, bring it back old school. But somebody should really let Arkansas know that we have better rifles available, to be honest with you. But because <laughs> you should that's probably about as good as like climbing on their back and try and stab them with a bowie knife or something at this point. He shot this deer and um he uh, he went up to it, and the deer played dead, and then it jumped up and it stabbed him with its antlers. Oh it stabbed gosh. him to death <laughs> with its antlers, and there were people commenting on the article. They're like, "That's tragic," and I'm like, "I don't know, man. The odds have been pretty much in our favor for a good long yeah. time. Like, I think if they get one now and then, we kind of kind of call it a wash." You know, to be honest with well, you, you got to tip your hat. You tip your hat to that deer. <laughs> that deer is going out like a champ. So, but then the I the same day, I looked up and there was a story in. Uh, uh, I think Columbus, Ohio, somewhere in Ohio, Cleveland, maybe. And there was a woman who had gone to a McDonald's drive through and they got her order wrong. And so she went inside to let them know. And the manager uh, decided to fix it by throwing a blender in her face. <laughs> so it's getting dangerous to get your food, no matter where you go. It's what I'm trying to get out there. I think it's just a dangerous time to get food.
0: So I, uh, man, I don't even know how to steer this whole episode to well, tonight it's
1: you, it you know i'm not a captain maybe you don't we, have a you don't, you don't you don't have a musician on so you got a little bit of time up front uh, you and i both went and saw wilco uh we like did a couple, couple of days apart how what would you think man i
0: so they played four or five songs off the, the new record maybe more uh and i and i loved it yeah yeah so i'm uh you were in ann arbor I was in ann arbor yeah a couple weeks ago and uh they played uh, seven
1: seven off of it seven off of Joy.
0: seven off of it mm-hmm. and w- i can't remember one one of the songs they said this is the first time we've ever played this live citizens uh, citizens how do you know my set list better than i'm looking at it right now okay. i have the internet oh, okay. in my i have okay. i have the magic of the internet yeah well i've got i've got six different screens up
3: right
0: now <laughs> for, for prepping for the rest of our conversation so yeah, yeah. anyways but i'm well, jealous saw- i'm jealous of of you because i just saw that they released a whole bunch of new tour dates it includes like
1: three more dates in la so oh, i haven't even seen that that see look at this uh, you're just handing me a surprise on a platter. That's fantastic. I hadn't yeah. even seen that new dates got released. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw, I saw them in, in Austin at, uh, the Moody theater, the ACL theater, which is fantastic. Just a, just a unbelievable, cool, cool venue, um, where they do a lot of the Austin city limits, uh, filming. Yeah. Uh, and the show was just, it was so good. Um, the new stuff was great. um, kicking it off with uh, you know, the first two songs, bright leaves and before us um, yep. has a little bit of a discordant qu- kind of feel to it. Um, but those were, those were fun to hear. And then, you know, obviously mixing in, you know, plenty of their, their standard stuff as well. Um, it was just great. It was a great uh, night. And uh, it really, you know, you are, you're like me where uh, I kind of get that, I uh, that Jones j- Jonesing for a little bit of a live Wilco. Uh, I get that, that, that itch where I haven't had enough of it in a long time. And, and uh, I definitely feel like it feels, it fills me up pretty quickly. makes me really just kind of uh, back alive. Yep. So. Well,
0: you, you, you saw who, uh, who, who put in all of the, uh, the, the changes on that sub list, right?
1: No, I was, I, is it you? I, yeah that's, be surprised.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> I am, I am way too lazy to actually fill in set list. Stuff. Well, you, well, here's, here's what I usually do. I
0: usually wait like three or four songs. And then if I see that nobody else is updating the, the set list on setlist.fm, then I go in and I do it. So you're so doing it during the show? I'm doing it during the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Why is that bad? Live, live in the moment. No, I, di- I didn't. I didn't know. I to be honest with you, here's my problem. Uh, I'd have the same problem with Bonavere. I sometimes have the problem. I sometimes have the problem with the Wilco, especially the new Wilco songs. I don't always know the name of the song. Oh, I'm okay. that guy. Yeah. I'm that guy that doesn't always know the name of the song, especially with bands who have sort of esoterically named songs at times. I
0: will I just, say this: I did have to Google a couple times because I was like, um, "Is that?" Is that before us? Um, I don't. I don't know. So I would. I would put in a couple lyrics that I would hear Jeff sing, uh, Jeff Tweedy sing, and and then you know the, the whole Google machine would come up and say, "Yeah, yeah. this is before us." So pull out the Shazam. Uh, Shazam's not real good for <laughs> live music. It's it's just not. I haven't I haven't had much luck with with Shazam. For for live music, anyways, I don't I don't know. Have, Jeff, have you ever pulled
1: pulled out the old Shazam for for live music? I've never used it for anything. I'm okay. uh, yeah for I'm, anything. No, I've never used Shazam ever. Wow, I don't. I've seen people use it. I'm like, what is that? What kind of <laughs> what kind of wizardry are you pulling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you. I'm like I listen for a line and I type it into Google. I'm like, yeah. there it
0: is. There it is. Um, I got it. No, but but the cool thing with Shazam is now, Shazam is now linked into Spotify. Oh. So, so if you Shazam it, it will create a whole playlist for you in Spotify. So then you can go back to it in Spotify and listen to the songs and you're like, oh, all right, I'll, I'll keep that one. Anyways, we got, more,
1: little, we got a, more wizardry for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We got a, we got a, a little weird. bit of some different set list. You should take a look at mine at some point. I got misunderstood. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't
0: get misunderstood.
1: Yeah, yeah. But Impossible Germany, boy, he was, uh, Nels was on fire for that. I mean, just absolutely on fire that night when I saw him. Did you get Via uh, Chicago? Yes, I got Via Chicago. Did you get Hummingbird? Um, yep, I got Hummingbird as well. I'm trying okay. to figure out what the differences are. The big one is misunderstood so far that I'm seeing yeah uh, it was a great set list I, I didn't I didn't have any specific complaints they They played nothing off of uh, the Whole Love, which is again one of my favorites so but in spite of that, uh, you know I was happy with all the songs so
0: yeah did they play something off Whole love? I think they got they played dawn on, on yeah, they
1: played dawned on me Dawned on me you got yeah, yeah. you got dawn on yeah. me but yeah. yeah, I was surprised that they hadn't played anything off of it, so so yeah, that was a great show. I'm glad you got to see them uh, recently as well. did you get a t-shirt at that show? I did. I wore it for the last episode. Which which one did you get? The the car on the I got the car one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a gr- great shirt. Yeah. I, I liked, liked it. it. I like the shirt. I, I got that for my son because they don't like fat people apparently. Um, <laughs> they had two X and I just don't try I'm like I'm like you I'm like you, Wayne, at this point where I, I buy a two X. The guy'll try and talk me into it. He's like, Hey man, this is a pretty big two X. I'm like, Yeah, until I wash it. <laughs> And then I'm going to I'm going to it's going (laughs) to be that shirt that I'm going to desperately try and wear for months with my gut just stretching it to its limits. And I'm just like, I'm not doing
2: I hear if you don't put it in the dryer, it helps. But I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. But um, I also am not a caveman and I like
1: to dry my clothes and have them (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
2: No one likes that that, that air dried
0: stiffness. No, I, I remember my my mom and dad. Somebody put a bug in their ear years ago where they're like, you know, you should not use the dryer that wastes a lot of electricity and so my mom bought one of these portable um dryer racks and so she would put all of our all of our pants and shirts and horrible w- awful <laughs> it's terrible you know where I, where it just got to the point where you would put on the shirt and you're like um
1: i might as well just wrap myself in like tin foil. Because yeah, that's, that's what it feels like. At, at one point, we were poor enough when I was a kid that we didn't have a washer or dryer. And so we went to... We'd go to the laundromat, but sometimes you could only... We only had enough money to, to wash. Oh. And then we'd take everything in a basket, you know, dripping wet. You'd take it home and you'd hang it on a clothesline. And, and I was like, if I never in my life again have to line dry my clothes, <laughs> I will feel like I've made it in this world. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, at one point... One point we had one of those washing machines where you actually cranked it through. Oh no uh, with you the did tub. Not. Yes, I did. Yes, Holy I did. French shit. town Frenchtown, Montana. We had one of those for a short bit where that's how we washed and then we line dried them and it was awful. And I, I was I don't know, kindergarten, first grade, and I still knew it was awful. That's how bad it was. When you're a, a kindergarten, you're like, this is bullshit. You you know <laughs> that it's bad. Kid, eat own, it. You'll eat your own boogers, but you're not wearing <laughs> line-dried clothes. Yeah, I got standards boogers. here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think I think it was my mom's way of saying, you know what? I'm no longer doing your laundry. Maybe. Because, yeah, if you okay. don't like it, do it yourself. There you go. And so I did. Like, I started doing my laundry when I was like 16 because I was like, screw this, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to like, you know, I don't need my underwear crunchy. Underwear you know? <laughs> is the worst on laundry. It's awful.
1: That's Sally Montgomery. She's wily. She's wily. She knew she'd get you to wash your own doggone unders. I know. But
0: all she had to do is say, I'm, I'm done being your maid. I would have, I would have been
1: okay with that. Yeah. Whatever. And, 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 and line drying when you've got tidy whities with brown streaks is not the way to go. No, <laughs> <Well,
0: laughs> Yeah. That or other discoloration going on, but you know, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Oh my goodness. Um, so we have talked about everything else under the sun, except for, why we're doing this episode. So um, we needed, we needed another episode in the can because November didn't turn out the way that I was hoping it would. <laughs> so uh, I was, I was hoping to take this, this, uh, this month to, to, to do some writing. And I have, I, I, I have written some, not nearly the 50,000 words that NaNoWriMo wants me to write, but um so I was planning on taking a little bit of a hi- hiatus and uh my my co-host chose uh not to Don't, don't you put this on tea. me. Oh, I'm totally putting this on you. Don't you put this on me. We ended up booking a couple guests which both of those episodes were fantastic. Um and
1: um was that I needed- Lee, Lee from uh
2: Lee Nash, that was a that was yes. a great episode.
1: I like the way she spells her name That's, uh, that's what I like The L-E-I-G-H that's, that's how I spelled my daughter's name H-A-I-L-E-I-G-H
0: Yes Yes yeah.
1: We're finally
0: getting around To doing an episode About Terrence Trent Darby Yes So we, we had All three of us I think had brought it up At
1: some point When you first started doing this It's one of the albums I texted you right away I was like you know what I'd love to do uh, Terrence Trent Darby I'd love to do that album uh, introducing the hardline.
0: Yeah, so so we're finally getting around to doing that. Um, I I still do feel bad that with all the guests that we've had, we completely missed some really important. Well, I think they're important anniversaries of episodes that we didn't get around to doing. We didn't do Nirvana Unplugged, which we'll get around to doing that because that's one of my all-time yep. favorite records. One. Um, wildflowers, Tom Petty's wildflowers
1: wildflowers yeah. we did not do that one and you you um, offered that up to me for this week but that was a week ago and I, was I, like, did. I was like it's too much prep i won't be ready
0: yeah i i want to make sure that i am doing right yeah, i do too. for that episode yeah. and, and because i do that record holds a very special place in my heart it's probably my favorite petty record yeah. i think it is my favorite my favorite petty record i don't know i'd have to listen to full moon again I, I
1: think it's it's my favorite petty record i think it's um i think it's his best overall record i think that there are some yeah. songs on some other albums that are maybe better than the best on 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 it uh but i think as an album boy it's just it's so good front to back it's it's there's not how yeah. many misses on that album no um, and we've also we also missed
0: the 50th anniversary of led zeppelin 2 which we'll get around to doing that one as well. What about uh, eventually isn't uh, Folsom Prison uh fifty as well or you uh, know, so that I, was yeah, that wondering. was that was uh May time frame and I pitched it to a couple guests thinking that they would bite at that and then they didn't. That's so it. I so I usually try and give my guests I usually give them carte blanche where it's like you you can pick, but here's some other records that we're thinking about doing. And that was one that I pitched to a couple different guests and um they didn't they didn't bite. But we'll we'll get around to doing a Johnny Cash record for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears. Let's actually let's actually talk about Terrence Trent Darby. So um Jeff, when when did you get hooked
1: on this particular record? Junior high school, man. This um so I had a buddy in junior high school named Joseph uh, Weatherby Teague and uh his stepdad had all these albums. Um and I just moved to Tacoma uh like 2 years before coming from Montana and so uh you know, I needed some Culturing. I mean, the best thing I had come out of Montana with was my love of Johnny Cash, probably, and Bill Cosby, which is no longer a, a good one. Uh <laughs> those are the two things like I my grandpa had instilled a a little bit of has like, lost favor. Yeah, a little bit of Hank Williams mixed in there as well, original Hank. And um uh but coming into like I don't know how best to say it, but I had never met um I had never met anybody black in real life when I was in uh Montana. Wasn't until I never saw anybody until I moved to Tacoma and then and then pretty quickly, I started to you know um, I had a lot of black friends for the first time because I was one of three white kids in my sixth grade class, and and right. so I started learning about music and you know even things like Run DMC or um, but his this this buddy of mine in junior high, his dad had a cool record collection, and he introduced me to a lot of the Motown uh, and uh, and oddly enough uh, also WHAM. So he had like he had a broad spectrum of stuff, but. Um, he had this album and I remember uh, when he put it on that sound on the first song right off the bat, where it sounds like a record player and then it kicks into this big full sound. I was mm. like, Oh my gosh, what is that? And I was just, I was hooked on this album immediately. And it's an album that kind of uh, comes and goes cause it, it, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. I think, I, th- I think it's kind of a, a pretty criminally under remembered album uh, in a lot of ways um like i a couple years ago i stumbled on um in a thrift store i stumbled on a 2 dollar copy of the vinyl and grabbed it and put it on the put it on the record player again and immediately was just like this is fantastic yeah so yeah i had, i had to throw it in the old cd player this was one of the
0: first cd's that i bought back in 1988 now is that the
2: original the cd you have now because i know i either traded you my copy of Terrence Trent Darby for something else, or you traded me your copy of the introducing the hard line for something uh, else.
0: I definitely
2: uh, remember that.
1: Y-
0: um, When was that? When would like I have 1989, done 1988? I know what it was. So when I went on my mission, I, I let you, I let you have all my CDs to, to, to hold on to for, for two years while I, because I wasn't going to use them. <laughs> uh,
2: and that, and that I remember that also, but I, I could have swore there was, cause I, and I just wish I could remember which way it went. Cause I definitely remember the trade, but I don't know which, I don't know who got the hard line or who didn't. Uh, I've, but, but like it was I involved said, in wheeling and dealing, which was well, we were, back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say,
0: we were always wheeling and dealing though. Like there was always something where you're like, yeah, I bought the CD, but I don't really like it. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take that toad the wet sprocket CD off your hands. Sure. <laughs> it will never amount uh, to
2: anything. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Little did little did he know that he would spawn a giant superfan. Little,
1: little did he know that. that he planted such a seed of love inside of you. <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> oh, I
2: knew. Oh, I knew. That's what I was after uh, all along.
0: Yeah. Uh so so how about you, Wayne? Um where was your where was your uh hook for, for Terrence Trent Darby?
2: Oh, yeah, right in nineteen eighty seven. I think uh, I probably saw Wishing Well on MTV. Uh, this guy was ah, – he was so – I was listening to this record. He's so much – you can hear his influences. He doesn't hide them. He does a great job of honoring all of these guys like Otis Redding and James Brown and uh, Al Green, Sam Cooke, Michael Jackson. And yet he – but he sounded completely different than anything else, especially kind of in that R&B type – yeah. He had a hard edge. He kind of had a rock edge like Prince, but he was just so different than anybody else.
1: He wasn't he wasn't cookie cutter with everything else out there, and, and you're right. You you could hear the influences, but not in a way that he was mimicking it. Uh it, it's is it surprising to you guys that more people don't know and talk about this album? It seems seems off in a way. Is it just because he tailed off with with the later efforts and they, they didn't have the same critical Claim because this isn't is isn't somebody that i would i would call like a one hit wonder in that way I, I mean he had some hits off this album he had a one it's like a one album wonder in terms of of um you know commercial popularity but this is a good yeah. album like a really yeah. really good album like a great this is a great album yeah i
0: mean as yeah. we go through the record so wishing well that was a single number one that was a number
1: yeah. one song
2: number one single yeah
1: and it so, rose to number one your- like over 17 weeks like that was a slow burn to number 1. It was a slow burn. Uh, it was a slow burn
0: cuz I cuz that this record defined my first semester at Rick's College during the the winter spring semester of 1988. Because I remember so I had heard wish I heard Wishing Well right before we went over there in January. So it was probably late December when I first heard it. Whether it was on MTV, whether it was on the radio, I don't remember. But I remember vividly of going to the cafeteria my first or second week, sitting with some girls, and one of the girls completely slaughtered his name, called him Trent Terrence DRB. <laughs> because, I love their you know, the beef apost- and
1: cheddars. I love their beef and cheddars. The DRB beef and cheddars. Well,
0: the, I mean, the apostrophe just <laughs> threw her off. So yeah. it was like DRB. Um and my roommate at the time, you guys know Lynn. Um, Lynn fell in love with Terrence Trent DRB, and um, bought the bought the tape. And so we listened to that tape a lot, so much so. And I'll I'll talk I'll talk about a couple of the songs of memories attached to those particular songs, and you know, we'll 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 get there. But uh, yeah, um, saving the good stuff for later. You gotta listen. Um, but uh, I, the the one thing that I thought was interesting as I as I've been you know listening to this record again for the first time and probably, good gosh, all the way through probably fifteen years. It's probably been that long. Um, is I think it holds up pretty well, but I started listening to some of his other stuff over the last week and there's a lot of garbage. I mean, like I, I was hoping that maybe I was unfair with me jumping off the, 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 the the TTD train. But I, now I understand why I jumped off because that second record, it's not good. And, and, Uh, I I have a theory as to why Terrence Trent Darby dropped off. You guys want to hear my theory? He he does too, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the next record didn't do much because the next record, the title of it is too freaking long. Nobody's going to remember it.
1: And it it involves the word fish. fish. Right. This one was
2: long too, though. You know what I mean? This one was super long, but it was so long that it went back Out from not cool and into cool again. It was that long. Yeah. Neither fish, neither flesh nor fish. That just sounds creepy and gross.
1: This fish nor flesh, a soundtrack of love, (laughs) faith, hope, and destruction. It's pretentious too.
2: Oh, it's totally
1: pretentious. And then look
0: at, look at the titles of some of the songs. So declaration, neither fish nor, nor flesh. That's the first one, kind of his little intro. It's not even two minutes long. And then it's like, I have faith in these desolate times. It feels so good to love someone like you to know someone
1: deeply is to know someone softly. I'm like, come on. So, so I understand why, why he dropped off necessarily. I just, I, I sometimes I'm surprised by how few people know this album though, because sure you're right. Like he, I didn't, I didn't keep up with him really, um, I listened to stuff that came along. I think I bought vibrator at some point. Uh, but, um, ultimately this album, was that for the supermodel sandwich or whatever? Yeah, pretty much. Song sandwich, I think was probably, but, yeah. uh, I mean, let's, let's be honest. This album was declared the greatest pop record since Sergeant Peppers. Now it would hold By him. If it wasn't him. Yeah. if It wasn't him that declared it. I mean, it probably, it probably has more credence at that point when you don't self declare it. Um, and, and that might be a little hyperbolic, but it is a pretty great album. Um, and, and it is, it's one of those that I almost, it's almost a shame to me when I i, I tell them about, you know, this album and they're like, I don't know who you're talking about. And I'm like, oh, you got to listen to this. But then they usually do recognize uh, Wishing Well, at least, or Sign Your yeah. Name. So, so here's my other theory is TTD
0: was the sole producer on the second record. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so the first record, so the first record, he was one of the producers, but he also had Howard Gray. And you may not know Howard Gray, but he worked with PIL, OMD, um, Scritty Politi, pretty much anyone that has like, um, uh, abbreviations in their name. So, XTC, UB40. You wow two.
1: he is all
0: of the, the little alphabet <laughs> he has bands. he has all of them all i was gonna them.
1: make that joke after the first two and then you got to XTC <laughs> and ub40 and it's just almost comical but but
0: he worked with simple minds pretenders i mean so so he's got yeah got pretty good pedigree and he's he sat in multiple chairs so he was sound engineer and a composer and a you know, a mixer and a producer. So he knew what he was doing. The other person is Martin Ware. And if you're not familiar with Martin, so he is, he's one of the founding members of human league and heaven 17. Um, and so he's also a record producer that people will know f- because he is the one who turned around Tina Turner's career in 1983 he recommended that she do let's stay together. And that was, that was kind of the, the, the revitalization of Tina Turner. So both of these guys knew what they were doing and probably could rein Terrence in and say, that's, that's not good.
1: Well, and, and he, you know, he got a Grammy for this album. It shows he got a Grammy for best R and B, uh, vocal for male, uh, for the album. He lost like, uh, I think he lost best new artist to Jody Watley, I think, uh, mm. but he was in the mix for great. like this was a well received album. I read an art, I read an article uh, interviewing him not so long ago, a year or so ago, I think. Uh, again, he goes by he goes by a new name, Sananda Matreya. Yes, and. Um, yeah he uh he definitely has some theories and some there th- it sounds like he really went to the brink before he changed his name and all that stuff where he really went through it and and he feels like i don't know how legit this stuff is but i i mean there might be some credence to it this idea that he kind of uh got drummed out of the music business in a way though too and and that so the question is like maybe he didn't have access to some of those same producers after the album um, maybe his ego was too big. Um, you know, maybe the record label didn't support him. He, you know, he was on the label with I think Michael Jackson and George Michael or yeah. Prince and George Michael or something. It no, it was George it was, Michael and 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 Michael Jackson. Yeah, he yeah. was on he was on Columbia. He was on Columbia. And yeah. and um, you know, he, he talked about like there just was you know, he felt like what he felt like at the time he was being told was that there wasn't room for him along with those sort of forces. I I don't know who knows if that's true or not, but that was his experience and and I do think his ego probably bruised him up pretty good. When you you know, when you declare your album to be the greatest pop record since Sgt. Pepper's, you're going to have a lot of people who are going to be ready to smack you down. Yeah. Um that that's a tough thing to to self declare. When you declare yourself to be a genius, I mean, that's the same thing when Oasis did it, you just wait you're like, okay, well this this fall is going to happen cuz everybody's waiting for it. So the second yeah. you stumble at all, people are going to jump on it. Um you know, there's there that lack of a dose of humility to go with it probably didn't help him at all, but it's pretty interesting reading reading uh, an, uh, an interview with him now like there were some wounds at that point. He really you know, he he says he was like I killed Terrence Trent Darby, he's, he's dead, he doesn't exist. I'm, you know, I'm now this person and he had to die because if he didn't I would have. Uh you know, so some pretty right. You know, and hasn't, from what I can tell, hasn't played a show in the U.S. since like 2003. It's been it's been a while. So he's in yeah.
0: Europe, um, and, and and Wayne, I I told you that uh friend of the podcast, John Lamro, he he interviewed Sananda for his, for his podcast. I wow. could I got through about 40 minutes of it and was <laughs> was, was just done. I. Again, go, going back to the whole ego thing, I don't. Th- There's probably a little bit still of that ego thing, but what turned me off was. Um, keep in mind, this interview is like two years old. What turned me off was he continued to talk about how, um, you know, it was Michael and it was Prince and it was Madonna and it was him. During that time frame, and I'm like, no, <laughs> like yeah. like comparing yourself to to Michael and Prince and Madonna, who were established artists, um, and even during that time frame, George Michael was was huge as well. Where it's like, um, you did one record, the record was really good, but to compare yourself and put yourself in the same talking points
1: as prince and michael and and yet i got a problem with that i i I don't disagree with what you're saying and yet at the time the album was big enough that he would have gotten that sort of buzz about could be the next those you know what i mean like could be in that realm and that, that could do one of two things, either be overwhelming to the person to try and replicate it, or again, it, it maybe there's some legitimacy to the idea that it, it sort of got him, like he he was a little too challenging to some some people who are already comfortable in their spots. And, and maybe he didn't get the support moving forward. The interesting thing, listening to his or reading his interview that I'm, I'm guessing you heard on the um the podcast as well was boy i mean he he ties a lot of things to some greek mythology and and Mm -hmm. and zeus and you know uh all that sort of stuff so there's a lot of uh mythological language that he uses in in talking about that time period and and the way that those people were and you know challenging the gods and all that sort of stuff that's that's pretty fascinating he seems like he's you know sort of made peace with it and has his own other life at this point which is interesting I, I haven't listened to his music as Sananda yet. I, I I think I will I will dive into that after this though. I want to check. Some I out. I did. I actually. So on his
0: website, he's got a link to one of the concert performances that that he did, and um, I did watch that video, and I thought it was a little interesting because he, you know, he comes out on stage with a guitar and he's playing the guitar, and I didn't I didn't recall any of yeah. those. First videos of him playing any instruments it was just him
1: his instrument was his voice i started you know? that same video i didn't i didn't finish it yesterday but uh, i started it um and i'll go back to it and I, check it out and i and i i
0: watched it because i wanted to see if he was going to sing any ttd songs and he he does end the show with sign your name but like there's no wishing well there's no dance little
1: sister there. I mean, it's, it's, uh,
0: well, I yeah, think he's, he, he's created he, a whole other
1: it. career over there. Yeah. You know, that he probably doesn't need it. Um, you know, if he, if he's going to do a show <laughs> here of any sort of like, Hey, I'm back. Uh, you're going to have to bust all that out. Cause that's, what we're going to go see, but I don't think you're yeah. going to see it. I can tell you the show that I would have liked to have seen him do was the 99, uh, collaboration he did with in excess. Uh, yes. you know, yeah, I absolutely. would, I, I don't know if there's, I got to look and see if I can find video of that because there I would, is some. Um, l- I would love to see him doing those in excess songs. I think that's just a great vocal, uh, you know, option for for that, the Hutchins parts. I mean, really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, that would have been a, an amazing show. Instead, instead, I got JD Fortune when I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> he was fine. Yeah, I saw I saw the, I saw the songs fine. played by the band and JD Fortune, and they, they were fine. But uh, uh, are you uh, are you
0: doing the 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 movie theater in excess at Wembley? That's coming up here in oh. a couple weeks.
1: Uh-uh, I didn't even know about it. Is They they doing like a, a Fathom Events type thing or yeah yeah. So I've I've got my tickets to to, to go see that. Oh, I'll so. have to look that up. I that'd be that'd be cool. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's another one that I would love. To, I think you guys did it in excess. You guys did one. We yeah. did kick,
0: yeah. And I think I think uh, listen like thieves will probably get its own episode eventually. Shabu Shabah will, pr- yeah. That's probably year four. Yeah. <laughs> but by the time <laughs> we get around to Shabu Shabba. but um, that one's. I mean, that holds a special place in my heart as well. But love that. I love that one. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: All right. Should should we actually jump into like yeah. the 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 Ah uh,
2: well if you're gonna you're gonna insist on it.
0: Yeah I know. Um all right, so record came out. Um here's what's interesting. So this record was released originally July thirteenth of nineteen eighty seven. And you know, we've we've already talked about how we we saw we saw you know, the video or heard the song late 87 or early 88. So it, it definitely took some time to get some momentum. And what's interesting of all the things that I've read is it really took him breaking in the UK to get popular in the U S like for whatever reason, the U S didn't embrace it initially and took, I mean, really, it took, what, about a year for it to really gain momentum by the time Wishing Well became a number one hit. That was May of 88. So I thought that that was kind of an interesting thing. Um, all right, let's jump into it. And you, you already alluded, Jeff, of what the, uh, the the first little bit of this particular song sounds like. So this is If You All Get to Heaven. So, so Jeff, you had alluded the first 20 seconds or so of, if you all get to heaven kind of has that muffled record player sound. I think he's trying to invoke like that classic kind of feeling of putting a record on like a Smokey Robinson record yep. and kind of invoking that, uh, that whole mystique. So, um, so what do you guys, what do you guys have to say
1: about, uh, this as a, a- album opener? It's fantastic. It it just kicks in. When when it goes from that record to kind of scratchy sound, which is already kind of cool, and then when it comes in with especially like good speaker system, oh, it just blows it off the doors. I mean, it's just so good. Uh, I, I think it's a nice way to open the album for sure. Uh, it's a song that rates pretty high for me anyway. But I, I love, this album is really illustrative of it, but I love the language that he employs on this album. There's just there's not a lot of eye rolling, you know, eye roll inducing cliches. He really has his own language, uh, and comes up with his own ways uh, to phrase things that are just really poetic and beautiful. And it's all over this one for sure. The anti-war imagery. Um, there's some sort of religious themes. I don't know how how tightly religious they are. Are they ironic? He's talking about like Belial and Asmodeus, who are. Those are like demons, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly what he's saying necessarily, but you know the the rumors of war and the um, you know protect their screw ups again and all that sort of. Stuff. I love it; it's powerful. This the lyrics are powerful in this song, and and he uses bespeaks in this song. <laughs> who doesn't? Yeah. Who I mean. Who, who there, else? Who else uses bespeaks? There's no pedestrian in it, in, language in this song, and not much on the no. album, to be honest with you. It, no. It's there's a lot of hard written poetry, and then and then ending it with a didgeridoo. I got, I love it. A <laughs> little didgeridoo at the end. <laughs> it's awesome. Wasting thy seed upon the ground? That's a masturbation difference, oh, right?
2: Yeah, that's absolutely what a better <laughs> yeah, way to say don't yeah, you know quit yeah. jerking off and get back exactly. to life. Let's worry that's about a, real things. What a greatly poetic way to say that though, right? Like, you know, <laughs> instead of just calling them jerk-offs,
1: you, you know, it's like you're wasting your seed upon the ground. Fantastic. So great start. And,
0: and and on that on that verse, um, he even says it's getting all out of hand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh that's awesome, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was not lost on me. All right, because um, you know we we love our our masturbatory jokes, don't we, Jeff?
2: Oh, why? Uh, who doesn't? Know? First of all, come on, everyone does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and I didn't realize I didn't realize that he used the F word on this until oh, yeah. I looked at the lyrics. Yeah.
1: Oh, you don't hear it in there? No, I, was, I love I it. Did. I always loved that. I was like, oh, this is bold. And the and, and then the stuff about. Um, just the idea of like the old men sending sending young men off to war so that they can feel like studs again. Yeah, really good. Really, just truth to power kind of stuff too. All right, Wayne. I haven't heard a long
0: diatribe from you yet.
2: No, so. and I don't. And I don't have a long diatribe on on any of these uh, because and there's not a lot to over he oh he and there's not a lot to over analyze he. He's pretty straightforward. This is one of the three songs that kind of have a political slash religious. Everything else, like where he shines, is is singing about the human condition. But I did think that it was interesting that you know uh, the song's not necessarily a prayer, but it mentions prayer and it is it has a religious connotations in it. So opening with a prayer is kind of a a good way to do it. I mean, lots of things are open. They open Congress with a prayer. So, I mean, I thought that was a cool thing to do. And it's very, it is anti-war, anti-religious, anti-religious war. Um, He uses a lot of, there's a lot of foreshadowing when you kind of think of what happened just a few years after this, we were sending young boys to Iraq and Kuwait and Saudi Arabia to fight you know, wars. So it, it had a lot of foreshadowing. I had nothing bad to say. I think it was a good way to start because it also most, maybe all but one song has kind of an underlying moodiness to it. And this kind of gets you off on the right foot. It's not the best, it's not the best of him, but it's definitely a good way to start and get people interested. And then he, I feel like he brings in the hammer on the next one.
1: I think I've got these probably reversed from what Wayne is saying, but not not because they're that far off. But I think this one, I have it scored pretty high because, again, I'm just – I'm remembering – sitting down as a junior high school kid listening to this on a record player for the first time and this song really set the tone and and you you know it's that idea of if the first song doesn't sort of knock your socks off a little bit you're not around for uh, wishing well maybe you know what i mean like yeah. uh, some 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 dude's dad is sitting us down you got to hear this album he sits us, sits us down to play this album right out of the gate so it, it scores high for me because really i think it's the recollection of how much this song got me hooked into the album to begin with and it still does like as soon as i listen to it, i'm like why am i not listening to this album more right right all right let's get
2: some
0: scores wayne
2: i gave it a five
0: jeff uh this is my nine yeah and this is my eight let's uh move on to if you let me stay You'll appreciate this. So Spotify gives credits to both Terrence Trent Darby, but also Michael H. Brower is listed. And this is not the
1: first time that we've brought up Michael Brower. He's not the guy He's not the guy from the Eagles that Wayne hates, right?
2: <laughs> no, that's Timothy B. Schmidt.
1: All right, Timothy B. Schmidt, right, yeah.
0: No, so, uh, so when we had Will from Ships Have Sailed on the T-shirt that he wore was the mixing with the masters T-shirt and the person that he sat down with Michael Brower. Yeah. So Michael has uh, a long history of uh, being a master mixer. Um, he is responsible for, believe it or not, he's responsible for the next record that we're going to talk about. So Who wow. is the, yeah, he was the producer on that. Won a Grammy uh, for for that, and um, he was on Coldplay as well. Viva la Vida. Enough with our tangents. Let's talk about <laughs> TTD. So this was a single in the UK, according to Wikipedia. Um, and again, according to Wikipedia, it hit the top ten over there. Didn't hit over here. I don't know if it was a single over here.
2: I don't rec- I don't remember it as a single. I do. I know it's on his. It's on his greatest hits. It's one of his obviously more popular songs of his whole catalog.
1: Yeah. It's got a great Motown quality. Um, as a very, it feels like it could have been a Motown song. Um, and I, man, I got, this has to be one of the greatest, uh, pleading for your woman, not to leave songs I've ever heard. It's the lyrics are so good. Uh, everything about it, the imagery that he evokes of it is like, don't, honey, don't leave me now with my head on my shoulders wrong. Even that's like about him, but don't leave. And then I didn't miss my water till my well ran dry. How great is that line? That's we've heard, we've heard so many phrases used for, you know, losing a lover or someone, you know, walking out on you. And that's, I've never heard that worded that way. And it's just such a quickly evocative type phrasing, which I just, I just dig it,
2: but what's even better though is is that you're like I completely agree that these lines that he's using in the in the in the the first two verses are you know especially after that spoken word intro where he where he you know oh baby please yeah. don't go and he has this but there's something about the narrator you that doesn't seem. Genuine, and then when he gets to that third verse, where he says, where Flash he just bounce. basically loses his cool and says, "You know what? You're, you know, I'll be fine. uh You'll regret this someday." Like you can see that he's getting. It's like he's getting frustrated with not being able to talk her into it or something, and he kind of loses his cool. And then he goes back to, you know, if you let me stay. But this this song starts out great with, uh, and it 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 has that great Motown quality of where it just builds on each layer. It starts out with the. With the tribal drums, and then the little bit of bass comes in, and then the keyboard playing like a a horn kind of sound, and then the guitar starts, and it just builds all into this great – musically, it's just phenomenal. All this cool, funky stuff that's going on, and then these great lyrics about from this guy who doesn't – like when you listen, he knows everything he did wrong, but yet he sang – Oh, what is it? You know, what is it, baby? What can I do? I'll say what I should but have said. He lists said. off. Sh- you know. Yeah, he he lists off thing after thing. He knows what he did.
1: Yeah, and then, he, like you said, he gets to that lash out part. And he's, you know, it's really mean. Your pretensions aim for gullible fools, and who needs you anyway? I'll get mine elsewhere. I taught the school. You will regret it someday. And then he kicks back into. But but please, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, if you let me stay, I'll say what I should have said. It's. Yeah, he's a dog. Uh, like I said, the first line out of his head is like, "You can't leave me now with my head on my shoulders." Wrong. Like that's that's about him. That's not about her.
0: Do you guys want to hear what I put down on my notes here? What? I, <laughs> yes, I said. Of course, I can see Tim Meadows playing Ike Turner
1: singing this song. Yeah, yeah, that's a very <laughs> that's very uh, uh, that's very good analogy because that's it is it's, it it is sort of. And almost abusive, or a if not abusive, he took it for granted for sure, and he's going to take yeah. it for granted again. Yeah. Um, if you let me stay, I'll say what. Well, no, he won't. He won't do any of it. But it's just such a, yeah. it's just such a great. I'm like, sorry, baby. For I'm sorry, baby. Yeah. yeah, I love oh, baby, it. I love you. I love it. And the the way that he says it, and the way that he phrases it, like he puts the work in, you know, to to get those lines out instead of just using well worn tropes. Yep. Cool song. Right.
0: Yeah. I love this song. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. This is my favorite song on
2: the record. All right, this is also my favorite song on the record. Just like I say, everything about it musically, and then the way he, the way he get, he soars into that. If you let me stay, it's gorgeous, just, uh, gorgeous sound of that too. Yeah, this is yep. this is
1: my number eight. Um, again, right up there. There's yep. four of them that I just love, and this is one of them. But uh, that doesn't quite top it for me. All right, cool
0: leads us to, everybody knows this one, That's says Wishing Well. Hugging like a monkey see, monkey
3: do. Right beside a river boat down. <laughs> right again, my my head. Say I
0: we've already talked about wishing well hit number one in may of 88 i think that there's a ton of goofy lyrics on this particular song Um, are they but but they're not they they may be goofy but they're still original i think so but they're i i used to think they were a little nonsensical but
2: i I just think they're poetic I, I think the words he chooses are he chooses these cool yes. I mean the words yes. like Bandit, Sycamore, yep. Riverboat Gambler. There's these and the way he enunciates and the, uh both he does it on Sycamore Sycamore. Tree, oh, and gosh. then the way he does uh Blood Blood Races Through My Veins. He just does this whole I mean it's completely this is the you one song that's by the a, sig- yeah. a Valentine I love signature it. to him like a lot of the other songs you can hear all these influences. And in this one is the culmination of all those influences. And Terrence Chant Jarby is what you hear. This one is the got the most unique like sound. Like when I hear this is a signature song.
1: Yeah, I I I agree with you in that this is the most uniquely his. Like even if you if you let me stay, is it's got a little more Motown. Um it sounds like it could be done by someone else. He does a great job, but This is like, this is TTD. This is the most signature song that he has. This is the one that I fell 100% in love for when it came out. Um, Maybe got a little overplayed, but the reality is I never stopped uh, liking it. Uh, This is the song that really, really hooked me on the album. And this is the one that, if I bounce back to it, I can't wait uh, until it gets to song three. Um, It's just a great song and just a great mood uh, and great fun lyrics. And, um, just yeah, it's playful and it's just dripping with, with uh interesting imagery. So I'm gonna
0: take the Freudian approach to this song. <laughs> and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say that the wishing well is sexual imagery for female parts.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Why well, you gotta ruin it all for right. me? But all right, like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't stop <laughs> and you. I'll, I'll, and I'll tell you the
1: reason why. I think you have issues with Wells, is what. I, that's what I. That's, <laughs> I think. I think maybe. I'll, maybe I'll tell you. I, I'll tell I'm going to bring in the Disney character and and uh, Snow White at this point, and just wonder what the heck is wrong with you. Sure. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm I'm
0: going to say that when he says I want to hear those sugar bells ring, that he is paying homage to Sheena Easton with her sugar walls. And that's, that, that's why there's this whole sexual imagery of female body parts. That's what a wishing well is. Okay. Hmm. Maybe.
2: I just like the song. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't hear that. I think and musically it also is real cool is it's mostly percussion through everything uh, right up through the, the chorus. And then after the chorus, there's a keyboard break where the guitar comes in. But after that, it's almost, it's almost all percussion through the rest of the song, which gives it this whole different feel, this different unique feel. And I did look up butterfly tears because I thought maybe that was an analogy that I never heard. Um, and it's not, but fun fact, butterflies actually drink the tears of turtles. I found out from Googling butterfly. tears. Yeah.
1: Wow. That is a fun fact. That
2: <laughs> okay. is
0: awesome. Um, you know what else is a sexual euphemism for female body parts? Oh my gosh. A butterfly. Butter. Oh. Ah. Oh. All right. How I was just trying to I was you, you know what? If Wayne always gets the really cool diatribes
2: uh, and super you know, uh, <laughs> know you're, try, you're trying I'm, too hard. Am you got to let them come hard? to you. <laughs> yeah. You got to let them come to you. You can't you can't try too hard
1: oh i will learn from you i will be your grasshopper (laughs) yeah there's a that's it's a different song on this album that makes my undies wet so i don't know uh this isn't the one (laughs) uh okay (laughs) this one i just want to dance this one i just want to just just move i love this song all right let's get some
0: scores jeff this is my 11 okay wayne a 10 and this is my 10 as well look at look at you and i agreeing on a couple songs
2: gosh that's back to back yeah something's wrong we are
0: gonna agree on a couple more songs just uh spoiler alert on that probably the least liked one as well i'm guessing
2: um
0: that that the the two least least favorites uh wayne and i agreed on so okay anyways uh next song i'll never turn my back on you There has to be a, some story to this song, right? Some autobiography going For sure. on here.
2: And it feels like, yeah, I feel like, I mean, he was born Terrence Trent Howard. Right. So there's clearly another man who was his father. And I I think that the one thing I want to say is this is a subject that can get sappy quick. And I felt like he really did this justice. And I don't know if this letter that he, that he sings about is actual or something um, that he would have liked to have heard. From his father, but he 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 keeps the the music keeps the thing in a in a nice place where this this topic doesn't get doesn't start pulling at heartstrings really quickly and get get overly sappy.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Darby was his stepdad, um, and yeah. yeah. So he he added the apostrophe on his yeah, own. Yeah. He added the apostrophe. Um, this one, it it kind of uh, it gets lost a little bit for me after wishing well because wishing well is so big. Um, But it's got really, really nice, wonderful sentiments. I like the back and forth from a father, you know, never turn my back on you. But he then still says, but you should cut your hair. (laughs) Like it still has a fatherly. And and if your mom was alive, she would think you should cut your hair too. Like it's, 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 it's sweet and nice. The things he's saying, he goes, but you still, you know, if you want to be part of a respectable society, you should still cut your hair. Um, I think that these lyrics probably would have hit home for me better uh, uh, in a with a different instrumental than this one. Um, I think that they get kind of lost uh, in the horns and his steady high vocals. Um, His vocals are high, like all across the board. There's not a lot of variance to the song. Um, And so it wasn't really until I sat down and read the lyrics with the song that I was like, Oh, this is pretty, this is actually pretty profound. This is a nice, like, you know, letter from a father to a son kind of a moment. And, uh, but I think, you know, the way that it's arranged, probably I lose a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that.
0: I do love the horns on the end of the song, though, on the closing.
2: Yeah, yeah and the one thing is the keyboard that they they have because this this is one of the ones where the the verses have a real Michael Jackson feel, and then the 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 choruses have a nice uh, almost like a Beatles feel, like it's got that bouncy, uh, keyboard. Which I think he I, I would like to have heard it with a piano, maybe instead of the keyboard trying to sound like a piano. Yeah. Okay you see that All right anything
0: else on this song
2: No All right
0: Jeff your
1: score Uh 5 for me
2: Wayne I gave it a 9 I like like I say the sentiment and the fact that he kept it from getting cliche and and sappy And any time that you can um talk about your daddy issues
0: that gets you a little higher score right
2: Oh yeah, me and old Al Fugate, we—I could have used a letter like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I give it a six. All right, Uh, next song is "Dance, Little Sister."
1: How great is that opening? To this Perfect. Song? It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. I remember again, the uh-huh. first time I heard it, the, you're just like, what did he say? Get up out of your rocking chair, grandma.
0: Or rather, would you care to dance, grandmother? Yeah. Um, one thing I, I wanted to ask you guys. So I, f- I felt like there was a good transition from the previous song to this. He doesn't leave a whole lot of space. There's no dead space nope. between most of the songs.
1: Are you guys mm-hmm. are you guys cool with that production? I am on this album for the most part. yeah. Um, yeah. like I said I think the one that it, it kind of hurt it maybe a little bit was from Wishing Well Into uh I'll never turn my back on you. But then coming out of it it's it's fine again. You know, this is this is one that I I love the song when I first heard it. I do think more than some of the others. The synth on this makes it feel a little more dated than I expected when I was actually listening to it, you know, to evaluate it. Um, there's a little more dated quality than some of the other ones.
2: Yeah. I, I just, to me, this is all about, uh, this is all about his inner James Brown. This this one just drips with the godfather of soul. And like I say, not in a way that sounds campy or trying to knock him off, but he really just completely <laughs> just channels it, just channels James Brown. He's even got the huss and the hi-ahs and the, Good God! I think one time in yeah. there, I could just see him just starting to limp off the stage until they they throw that jacket on him, and then he throws it off and comes running back to the microphone. It just has it just has all of that in there.
1: Yeah, definitely, uh, kind of a nice homage rather than a rip off of uh, of a James Brown type of feel, for sure. All right, anything else on Dance, Little Sister? No, uh,
0: it's a good song. No? I, it's just fun. yeah, it's, it's just it's, fun. Yeah. All right, Wayne, your score. A eight,
1: Jeff, uh, six. I wish this. I wish I'd gotten a little higher. Uh, this is one I'm not crazy about the score, but uh, six. Yeah, and I give this a five. All right, next song.
0: Seven more days. totally didn't listen to the lyrics for this song before we did this deep dive. I always thought it had started uh, yeah. Dear God, but it's teardrops. Yeah. Like I just, it, the, one of those misheard lyric things. Um, and maybe I just didn't like the song enough to be fully invested in knowing the lyrics previously. This is one of my least favorite songs. Um, yeah. Another song with a lot of biblical imagery, right?
2: Well, this one to me is, uh, I, like, I like the chorus. This one didn't stand up because uh, one of the things, most of these songs are all unique of themselves. They don't really sound like each other except in the case. And technically this song comes before the song that is more, more well known that it sounds like, but I I hook in on the chorus with that, that seven days, it's got this real soulful bluesy feel to it. But I thought this was, I mean, I'm listening to this and just hearing it, not paying a lot of attention. It sounds like a guy, a musician coming off the road. And really when you look at the lyrics, it's, I think he's getting out of prison in seven days.
1: It's a convict uh, down. I think this one for me, again, the constant high pitch, uh, that he's singing at without a lot of variation to it It's it's just a touch shrill And then it's hard to listen to It, it, it makes sense why you'd misunderstand some lyrics on it um, Because it, it's hard It's hard on the ears because he doesn't vary it up much But I love the vibe of the song And the the real That deeper voice chorus Boy that just really super powerful stuff um, And I like the passion of uh, You know the, the idea Of what sounds like it's a convict of some sort, counting down the days of his last week to release to be back with his woman. Yeah, do you guys like the background singers? Love them.
2: Yeah, that's, that's yeah my on the yeah part. on the chorus. Love that him. sounds yeah the harmony on that is great. And this and like I say, my score is all about the the chorus because this sound sounds a lot like uh, "Sign Your Name." It has a it has a very similar feel except that. he yep.
1: varies up on sign your name more that's so that's a good comparison yeah
2: yeah he, he, he yeah it's,
1: it's it shows you that, that that it works better on sign your name because I think you're right it's it's a similar song but man it is the chorus that really sort of saves it for me and and lifts it up a little bit in scoring not high but um the chorus is really cool yeah all right let's get some scores Wayne
0: I gave it a six Jeff uh this is a four for me yeah i'm matching your four all right if we had the record we'd be flipping it over right now right i do have the record (laughs) and i'm I'm, and i'm pretty and i'm pretty sure we're flipping it over all right so here's let's go forward Remember why it's been probably 15 years since I listened to this record? Because back in '88, I played this record a ton. Like I already told you, my my uh, Rick's college first semester story with uh, you know Lynn bought uh, bought the record or bought the cassette and we played it a ton, and then. I was listening to the record again and heard this song and now I remembered why I haven't listened to this song in forever because it reminds me of the first girl that I was in love with. And not just a crush or anything, like I mean game changer, broke my heart, super good, stomped on the heart.
1: Yeah. You're not going to like you're not you're not going to like my comments about the song then if you could fall in love to this song. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to you're not going to appreciate the my thoughts on it.
0: <laughs> the well, I want to hear your thoughts on it cuz I mm-hmm. I do have some some heavy memories attached to this this song. And do you guys have any songs that that are so like heavily attached to a memory or stirs up emotions that it's like oh, hard hard sure. to listen to it, but yeah. you remember why you loved it? And you don't Back always re-
1: you don't always remember until it comes on. You're like, oh, that was what that was, and mm-hmm. I yeah, and it does yeah. that thing to me. Um, yeah, this was on a mixtape. Yeah, so I'll 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 leave it at that. Uh, this I don't. You put it on a mixtape. This was your choice for a mixtape. Yeah, um, I don't know. You should have gone with sign. You should have gone with sign your name. Uh, this is the most to me. This is the most generic song on the
2: album. Um, I, that's exactly what I put. This is the one song that could have been done by anybody. anybody. It's the, Freddie, Freddie Jackson, yeah. James Ingram, Bobby Brown, any of those guys back then. You could have heard them do this.
1: Super song. generic, super forgettable. It's the one time that he does sort of really fall into cliche and uninteresting phrasing. Um, it's you know, it's it's the only song on the album I don't really have any use for. To be honest with you, like it's I lo- I really like this album a lot. It's the one toss away uh, song for me. I just. I got one of those coming up. Yeah, I've got nothing, nothing on this one. That uh, this is the one that I I skip. I force myself not to as we we're listening to it. And I was like, I just don't like it. It's the only song I don't like.
3: All right,
1: hey, you know, if I didn't have that. Um Memory attached to this, I probably would. I just want to know how you got camera. to that point with with such a generic <laughs> with such a generic song. That tells you how bad the relationship would have been for you, because that sign
0: your it, name was on the on the opposite side of the mixtape. So <laughs> look, at, look, at the he's look at how the wow. he's
1: getting.
2: Look at how Wow! Don't push his buttons. Wow. Don't don't
0: don't Oof. say that I I was just Mr. Generic, because there was no Freddie Jackson on that mixtape. <laughs> Good day, sir. I say good day. Get <laughs> off my lawn. <laughs> oh oh my man! All right.
1: I think I think we've captured it enough. Pretty much. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. If you All fell right. in love with this song. I thought it was a turd.
0: Right. That's <laughs> something <laughs> that's, like that. That's pretty much it. Pretty close. All right. Mm. So Wayne, your
2: score. I gave it a four. All that said, I still, I still. Wow like it i don't fast forward through it but i yeah this was the one song that i it could have been done by anybody
0: okay and i give it a seven and good day sir we're going on
1: good good i really i gotta be honest i sincerely thought when i was listening to this song i'm like this will all be our number one this is like everybody's gonna be on the same page with this number one is gonna it's definitely gonna be the same for all of us so i'm curious to see where you guys put your bottom at
0: well, now I'm curious on on what songs are those that evoke those emotions like I'm having with this particular song. What what are some songs that come to mind
1: for you two? uh I, it's probably stuff from John Hughes <laughs> movies. <laughs> I think I feel like I fell in love to John Hughes movies. Um, you know,
2: yeah, that's one of those things where you you almost you can't really make a list it's when you hear them you're like oh that's exactly turn- somebody stop right. let's turn this off i my heart just broke just hearing the first three bars of this song please yeah stop. i
1: totally agree with you i don't remember them because i've blocked them out um the same way you probably wouldn't have remembered that this was a song until you started listening uh-huh. to it exactly um it's probably there's probably psychedelic fur song in there um there's like i said it's probably uh it's probably john hughes soundtracks that uh, would have okay. done it to me more often than not maybe a little de- depeche mode yeah, I'm
0: trying I'm trying to remember time frame of when you got your heart stomped on pretty good.
1: <laughs> that would have been <laughs> back in 92. Uh, the big time would have been around 3. Actually would have uh, 93. No, nah, first time it really hardcore happened would have been actually closer to 9091. That's okay. the, that was the big one. Uh you know, the moving away to Ger- the, the the moving uh, away to Germany. Yeah. Yeah. And and okay. kissing Adam Richards before she left and uh yeah that was that stupid time adam Richards, stupid adam richards gosh i hated that it guy just... for a long time uh for probably no good reason <laughs> but right yeah so that those, those would have definitely oh uh i can tell you one of the songs um only you yes that was a big oh, one that doubt da- yeah that was one i now now as soon as i started to think about it that's <laughs> high up the list. That I I love that song, but gosh, when I think about it, it's still I guess I because I'm so I'm so I'm so happy now that it doesn't matter as much. Um, yeah, uh, so I can still listen to that song, but it quickly takes me back because that was uh, that was one that uh, she would have introduced me to.
0: Yeah, how about you, Wayne?
2: Um, I can think of a half a dozen Guns and Roses songs, probably. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna it's one of
1: those things where it's yeah, hard when they ruin your favorites for you
2: <laughs> and they do it on yeah I think they do it on purpose I believe that they're probably playing them in the background uh, yeah I, I it's one of those things where I would have to it I, if if I heard it I would be like oh this is one of them but it's like he said you block it out you try to you try to keep them keep them at bay I, yeah.
1: I can tell you another song that's kind of ruined for me but it was my own doing uh, it's you're the inspiration Yeah. Uh, that was uh it was one of those when I was going I was going to church dances at the time, and i I kind of would allow a lot of girls to think that that was our song, and then eventually you end up at church dances with multiple people looking to dance with you on that song, and it uh, just became it just became awkward and they're like, Why did you dance with someone else on our song? I'm like, I think I've said that to too many people, um yeah, your so- inspiration is a total one for me,
0: oh my gosh, oh, yeah, I can't stand that song. Yeah, David Foster Chicago just makes me want to just vomit. Oh, I loved that
1: song. I loved oh. it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. And I'll tell you one other song that got ruined for me because of a uh, you know a female. So the untitled song on REM's Green, like the 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 song at the end of end of the the tape. Well, it was a tape yeah. for, for me, but um, that was on a that was on another mixtape and that was kind of like our song. And, um, now every time I hear it, I just think of psycho Host beast. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, man. Ouch. uh, shout out to psycho Host beast. If she's listening. Um, she's not, she's no, not, okay. so, no, no, the That's untitled. Good. I'm, uh, I'm playing it now so I can. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know the song.
0: It's great. It's a great song. Like I, I it's song I, is I, here. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it's 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 a good song and but it just conjures up
1: the memory, so I just yeah. don't I yeah. just don't do it. Yeah, I'm that's old. that's that's only you. Yeah, that's me. That's probably the one that does it more than any. Yeah. All right. We have totally gone off. <laughs> Let's go forward. Let's go, go forward.
0: forward with rain. that I feel like he is referencing biblical stuff. Oh,
2: I, I <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's. I think that's painfully clear. Oh, yeah. My question is: isn't that the? Isn't that the intro to Green Acres played on a kid's uh, xylophone at the beginning?
0: What I is don't it? Oh
2: no! What a weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know we lo- I lost a lot of the audience with the Green Acres reference, but. Dun dun! Yeah. Oh my goodness!
1: Huh. It, I don't think it's it quite that, but it's close. Now that you say it, it the xylophone. The- it's very <laughs> close. It's, it's very close.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: I do have to ask you guys on the
0: lyrics. So at the beginning, he says, "Because in twenty-three verses now, and then, then in twenty-two verses now, because he in doesn't do all of them verses now." A storm is <laughs> a raging. Um, so where are, are where? Where are all the verses? Where are the other? Where are the other verses? I don't know. I had
2: the, the I assume you meant Bible verses, though. That's what I assumed because oh. there clearly was not yeah. twenty-three oh, verses. Okay. Yeah,
1: maybe. maybe. Um, I like uh, this. I, I like the cue up the James Brown and jack up the funky sound now.
2: Yeah, um, that was my. That was the best verse of it all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I for me, this is a little bit of a palate cleanser. After let's go forward, cause, so it's back to being. <laughs> it's a fun song. Uh, it gets a little repetitive and it doesn't really go anywhere, but I, I like it. You know, I like the core of the rain. Rain. Well, I was just curious if
0: the other twenty verses that he alludes to are on maybe a subsequent record that I just didn't listen to.
1: I don't know. I, I so, guess uh, Wayne's Wayne's explanation makes sense to me. Yeah. No, I like I like Wayne's explanation. Yeah. We're gonna go with that. Okay. Um.
0: Other than that, it's not super memorable for me. Um. Anything we want? Anything else you want to talk about with Wayne?
2: Not really. No, it was it was musically sparse. It felt like something was missing. After all these other songs have all these great layers of things on top of them, with the percussion and the the uh, synthesizers or and keyboards and guitars, and this was missing something. And then, like I say, I get it. Rich people, cool people. It won't matter when the flood comes. You're all you're all gone. Yeah.
1: It's a fun song, but it's uh, it's definitely not one of the better ones for me on the album. Way better all than right. way better than Let's Go Forward, but. Uh,
2: <laughs> way better a <laughs> <the> stronger <laughs> strong frank by two
1: slots for me i get it all right okay. so two two slots so i'm i that's my number three
0: all right wayne uh, my number two yeah this is my deuce as well all right let's let's go forward with um sign your name going back to the whole songs associated with memories, I can't hear the song without thinking of that disastrous first semester at Rick's college in winter of 1988. You need to go to therapy. Um, (laughs) you want, you want to know what my therapy is for that semester? Actually not, not that semester first semester of BYU. The therapy is coming in the form of me writing a book about it. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go.
1: This song is sexy, man. This is a baby making song for sure. You put it up there with some Luther Vandross or Barry White. It's just it's just poetry dripping with seduction to me. Uh, slowly we make love and the earth rotates to our dictates. That's it's so good, man. And then it shifts gears into the shooty 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 wop wop. That's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, my yeah, my underwear don't stay dry through this one. You said dictate. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, couldn't not resist that. Yeah, I, I just this is a baby making song. Yeah. I love it. Is it is it the is it the beat? Yep. Is it the okay? Yeah. So yeah the voice he's got such a sultry super, voice in this super one. Super hypnotic. Oh, just yeah. All right. Yeah. So my question on this is, I, I got a semi
1: now. Yeah, I'm
0: just. <laughs> <laughs> Where 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 the percussion is so I feel like the percussion is really out in front on this song like that's that oh yeah absolutely so so what came first Kokomo or this song
1: mm.
2: no the, you know the, you're not you're missing you're missing who this really the vibe you're really getting is Smooth Operator by oh, yeah, yeah mm. for sure okay. that's yeah. that's someone who yeah, could cover this, this, covered is this. Right yeah. Yeah, that 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 the percussion and the way he un, his understated kind of vocals, it totally it has a very Sade kind of vibe to it. Uh, but yeah, I agree with Jeff. This is a super sexy song, and when it came out, this was my favorite song on the record. And I will say that because I listened to this most of the week on YouTube, the video for it. It's funny is there's a there's a there's a part where he's on his motorcycle and apparently you know he's I think the woman has left him and took the kid and he goes to this bar and it's and in nineteen eighty seven I guess we probably wouldn't have thought anything about it, but it's just a bunch of guys in leather jackets and chaps <laughs> all st- sitting around at this bar and I just thought wow i I remember seeing this video and not having the same questions that I have right now,
1: yeah, his videos aren't very good. He does no he, he was not a good video guy. He didn't um he looks good on camera, but um he's a very sexy man. Like uh he's got these real like sleek features and stuff, but his videos are not good. This, you know, the Sade thing almost works as like a call and answer to this song. You know, like she's calling him out as a smooth operator as he's like signing your uh, name across my heart. That 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 uh-huh. actually kind of works as a nice companion piece to it, man.
0: Okay. Uh, I I I like that. Absolutely. Call and answer.
1: Yeah. Now, do you, you guys listen to the Cheryl Crow cover of this one at all? No, I didn't know. It oh, no. Yeah, she covers it. It's okay. No. Uh, it's got, um, uh, she's got Justin Timberlake doing backing vocals on it. It's, it's okay. It's not, yeah. not TTD. It's not as sexy. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that his turns me on more than hers, but uh, it does hundred <laughs> percent.
2: Yeah, you know what? The truth is a truth. It's, it's the okay. Truth. This is a safe place, Jeff. You know what?
1: I don't. I'm not into lying anymore, man. I'm just calling it like it is. I'm just. Yeah. Uh, Me neither. Yeah, I don't got time for we it. We did a whole episode
0: about our man crushes. Did it never <laughs> aired? Because I think we got.
2: Yeah, I went too far. I thought I. I got a little. I shared too much. I think.
1: <laughs> did
0: it include Dave Grohl? <laughs> no, we we <laughs> we did we did an episode about man crushes as a guest spot for Rock in the Suburbs. So they, they wanted some, some, some guest episodes. And so we did two of them and they used our, you, they used our t-shirt episode, but, um, I think we, I think we grossed them out a little bit on our man. <laughs> so, yeah. So they didn't, yeah. they didn't air it. We, crossed the line. we, we did cross. Well, you cross the line. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, You cross the line. And what was it? about michael hutchins or was it about chris cornell i can't remember which which line put uh, it was faith era george michael yeah that's that was it that was it oh, boy you guys <laughs>
1: are yeah i i you know i'm not gonna make it through the podcast and we keep this up
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right i uh, sure i sure
1: can't listen to this song right now i'll tell you that no no
0: absolutely not
1: all right jeff your score this is 10 this is my second favorite and could have easily right taken over first place it's, it's a yeah. great song yeah, Wayne. A seven. And this is my nine. All right.
0: Leads us to as yet untitled. I
3: haven't stood like a man for such a long time now. I called to my God, but he was sleeping on the day. I'll get Shall I tell my children? If they ask of me did I surrender for my right
0: to be. And now that it's been thirty years since he put this out, does he have a title yet? I th- I had the same question. <laughs> Anyways, I so I'm just going to throw this out here and then Jeff can go on a long diatribe. So I fast forwarded this song, um, back then. And I will say for the sake of doing a thorough analysis and to be fair, I listened to it once during my revisits for this episode. And then I have fast forwarded it since then. Oh, I don't get it, man. I don't get to, it. to, 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 quote, an '80s movie.
1: I listened to it once. It, once. This is a. This song Do is. Do you guys know what gorgeous. I'm quoting? Once. That's a. Uh, what uh, movie am I quoting? Come on. I know what you're I'm talking about. a black. She. He did that. She did that once, or she crossed once. me once. I don't remember. Once. His, a, it's Johnny remember. Dangerously. Uh. Johnny Dangerously. Right. Yeah. yeah. Go <laughs> Piscopo. You.
0: you Fargon Fargan uh, Icehole. You Fargan Icehole.
2: Fargan Icehole. Yes.
0: All right. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, so I'm throwing that out. This is my one. So, Jeff, go ahead. I, man, I can't believe that. Um, I think you need to listen to it again with new ears because um, I think this song is just gorgeous. Do you want me to go
0: forward with
1: listening to this? Oh, my gosh. No. I can't believe that that's a seven for you and this is a one. This song is gorgeous. This is um, this is just... I I... I love it when he drops out of the song to speak a line or a word. Um, and I, I kind of with this one, I wonder what the discussion was like when they were making on whether to have this be acapella or with music. Uh, I wonder if it was always the intent uh, or if there was some creative argument that won out to, to leave it a acapella uh, because there's still such an interesting range of notes and a variety to what he's singing that it almost feels like something that was written to go with music. He hits such a wide range of these beautiful, beautiful notes. Um, I just think it's gorgeous. A gorgeous, gorgeous song. Uh, Really, really good one.
0: Well, if you like this one, so I know that we've already kind of panned neither fish nor flesh, but there is a song on there that kind of takes this formula. So the last song on the record, I need to be with someone tonight kind of takes this formula of, (laughs)
1: Yeah, and, and a lot of
0: production, and it's just him singing.
1: I'm going to dive into some of the other albums again after getting into this, and just see what else I've missed from him, to be honest. But um, yeah, you know, and this one to me, it doesn't it doesn't get dated. There's no synth, there's no anything else that that puts it in a time frame, and it, it shows the range of his voice so much more than almost anything else on here. Um, it, it's it really shows, I think, what a great vocalist he is. Wayne, you agree with me or you agree with Jeff?
2: I I agree with you. I didn't, yeah, I think the acapella thing doesn't help it. Um, I thought some of the lines, you know, about the thorns outnumber the petals on the rows. It just didn't, I didn't. Like I say, the sparseness, it didn't, the simplicity, it just didn't help it. I just, it wasn't, I wouldn't say that I I hated it. I never fast forwarded through it. I just. I did when I started to think of what song I liked least, this one always came really? tr- immediately that's, that's to my surprising.
1: mind. I can't. Yeah. I'm surprised.
0: All right. Huh? So score Jeff. you am a seven on this. You, you guys are both ones. Yeah. Wayne and I are both yes. giving you a one.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, let's wrap this up. This is who's loving you. sure before let me tell you this is a smoky robinson cover yeah it, it's definitely another Here. motown feeling song because it is because it is and like i said we've got a motown episode coming soon so but it's not a smoky it's not a smoky record it is a marvin gay record that we're, um i i do love this song as a as a as a closer i don't i kind of feel bad about my about my score because it is it is one of my lower scores, just because the cover aspect I think got a a, a lower scoring. Because you know Wayne kind of gave me crap about uh, you know a couple episodes ago where I put uh, uh, a a cover a little bit a uh, little bit too high for his liking. So uh, I was just trying to be. <laughs>
2: Wayne gave me crap. I don't, I mean, you're going to have to narrow it down. Yeah.
0: I don't remember which episode because you gonna, give me crap yeah, every episode. That's
2: going to be, so. <laughs> that's, a, that's my point. I, I agree. I think this is a great closer. Um, I, I just, to me, the one thing, cause he, he took the, he took a cover. He didn't try to out smokey smokey. He sang this like a Terrence Trent Darby song. And I, and I, I did enjoy it much more than my score indicates, But I I feel like if you're gonna go Smokey, don't do a second level Smokey Robinson song. Go go do tracks of my tears. Do I second that emotion? Do you know? Give me one of the big ones. Ooh, baby, baby, something. Go go big or go home. Or
1: if you're gonna that was if you're gonna go with a secondary one, I guess make it more your own. Go ahead and be a little more bold with it, I guess. Although, like you said, you know, you're not going to outsmoky him, and and so that's a little sacrilege. I could see you not doing that on "Tracks of My Tears" or, you know, whatever. But uh, it's 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 a good song. It's it's a nice way to end. His vocals sound good. Um, it's sort of a pedestrian cover, I guess, is the thing. And I've I've heard this song covered enough times to to know that there's already good versions of it. So. Um, but i like it he, i like listening to it i don't dislike it by any stretch but i think i score it lower because it's a cover and it it doesn't do a whole lot to it i didn't feel like he was trying to
0: out Smokey smoky no, he's not in, in not. fact,
2: in not, fact i thought
0: i thought he was trying to do like jackson five michael jackson version
1: of a Smokey song Maybe I guess I go back to what what you were saying earlier about like you know uh, the song that's more of an homage uh, uh, to James Brown Wayne as opposed to yeah. feeling like a James Brown song and this of course feels like a Smokey Robinson song because song, it is so it doesn't feel so much homage as it does feel you know just um, it's a knockoff it is a knockoff and it and it's not a knockoff that brings a lot new to the table I like it I like his voice on it. Um, it's just not something that I end up rating super high, uh, but I like it.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. Cool. Let's get some scores. I give this a three. Wayne. I also gave it a three, but like I say, the score doesn't indicate how much I I enjoy yeah.
1: it. Yeah. And Jeff. Same with me. It's a two, but I, I I like the song. I think it got knocked down a little bit again for probably being a cover. Cool. Um. You know, I, I kind of flip flop between this one and Rain a couple of times, but I think this lost points for being a cover and rain moved up one. Cause it wasn't, I guess. Um, uh, but there's no, there's only one song on this album. I don't like and I, I, the rest. I, of know, I, really do. I know. I really do. I really like the rest of the album. So, and
0: well, let's go forward with our top five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that I, that I snuck wishing well through and that I tanked, uh, if you let me stay somehow wishing well is our
0: top score. ten point
1: three three average score.
0: And if you let me stay is our second. Pretty Average close though, with ten. Y-
1: you guys both ranked at top, so it must be yeah. pretty close. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. eight must have set it down just a touch. Uh, third, third song. Uh, it's got to be "Sign Your Name," right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, fourth. Um, if you all get to Heaven? <sighs> yep. And fifth. Ooh, I don't know from there. Dance, little sister, or Wayne scored father's, father's words pretty high. That might yeah. be right there.
0: So, so that. That got that that snuck that into the top five. Yeah. Uh 6.66 average score. Dance little sister just missed the top five. Six point three three. And that was probably Let me let me just let me see if I if I flip flopped. Let's try this. Let's try this. Oh well, I do think it's what? a shame that Dance Little Sister didn't if, get in. If I would have flip flopped my I'll never turn my back on you with Dance Little Sister.
1: Dance little sister would have been in our top five. Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: So shoulda coulda. Yeah.
1: And our our least favorite song would have been what
0: Rain? Least favorite song was Rain, 2.33. Yeah. Now, let's see if I would have if I would have (laughs) done. I like he's uh, playing math games. If I if I will play the math game.
1: Oh, this is so compelling for listeners right now to hear you. entering things into a spreadsheet listen to them spreadsheet this <laughs>
0: what if i what if i t- <laughs> oh they're, t- sitting, oh, t- on the, they're t- sitting
1: on the edge of their seats right now I, man absolutely all right i'll shut up and <laughs> let's move on
0: all right jeff what do you got to plug right now
1: um you know i've got uh so i've got stuff mostly in the new year at this point I'm, i've got a uh, valentine's day weekend i'm at uh um uh Pechanga casino in temecula um and then I've got a week in Vegas in um, – uh, I've got a week in Reno in early March and a week in Vegas in um, uh, towards the end of April. So those are the big ones right now. But you opening for somebody? Um, I will be featuring. I don't know for who, okay. but I'll be featuring those weeks. So that's the like 25, 30-minute slot. Yeah. So those cool. are both week, week-long stints. And then uh, um, that com- casino – deal down in, in uh temecula is really a that's a fun one that's a nice weekend cool valentine's weekend and
2: <laughs> nice
1: on this uh, so do we wrap up this album did we we wrapped it up well we're, here's the thing i'd say we're good here's the thing i'd say with a wrap-up i hope that people listen to this and go i'm gonna i'm gonna jump back in and listen to this album because i do think it kind of got it's a little criminally forgotten i think um even probably by us at some points you mentioned that you hadn't listened to it for a long time it's one that i go back least. it's one that i go back to more often than that for sure and every time i do i'm like why am i not listening to this on on a semi regular rotation it's a good good album it's really a fantastic album in spite of whatever the time period was and his ego and all that sort of stuff in a vacuum, it's just a really terrific album that I think ages pretty well.
2: Oh, absolutely. That was one of. There was only a couple occasions where I thought very few. That's yeah. so. That's that's so eighties, and it was just brief moments. Um, yeah, and they were almost they were all entirely musical. Um, as far as him, yeah, yeah, little synth, little synth, or yeah, some kind of jangly synth stuff that kind of kind of had a yeah a Tiffany feel to it. But it was brief, and then it and it and he himself, like I say, it's tragic. I believe that. I think part of his the downfall with the second record was that this record was so good that anything other than spectacular was going to be a drop-off. Yeah. Well, you, you guys have
1: talked about the, uh, the great debut albums. This is... Good one. Man, this is up there. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, this is a really outstanding yeah. debut album. Yeah. And I think it... I mean I don't this doesn't show up on that list you guys have talked about like uh, Rolling Stone the top 250 or 500 or whatever Ben. No. I think this is a very underrated album. I think this would go up there as one of the albums that I think is probably more underrated than than uh almost any else that I can think of in terms of just not probably getting the due in hindsight. And when you do bump into someone that does know the album, it's always that sort of like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." And and there is a fondness for it. So I, I hope that I hope your listeners actually like uh, put it in the rotation and 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 give it a good good uh, good once over. I would hope so too. Yeah, yeah. A good a good once over. This is a good one. This is this is a good one to revisit. This is the whole point of your yep. podcast. Uh, at some level, is to reintroduce some things that may have gotten forgotten. And this is a this is definitely fits that bill. Yeah, it did not make the Rolling Stone
0: 500, and I would dare say that it belongs up there.
1: I, oh I think so i I mean I'm not yeah. not, not looking at the list yeah. a lot right now but like there's got to be stuff that it's better oh, yeah. yeah
2: if i if I had my own 500 this would definitely be in there
1: yeah I think I think easily i don't I don't know who, I, don't, I don't have the list in front of me of what mine would be but this would be on my 500 I'm pretty darn sure um this this is now my actually every time I go back into it I am stunned by like why did I why am I not listening to this more and and how did I forget how good it was? And I
0: caught myself today because you know i I had to find I had to find the CD in my CD collection. I was like, you know, what are some of the other records that I used to listen to a crap ton and now I don't? And so I pulled out um, that I'm going to I'm going to listen to probably tomorrow while I'm working background music. Mm-hmm. So Unforgettable Fire. I haven't listened to that in forever, which I don't know why because I love that. I love that record. Um, World Party. You guys remember World Party? Goodbye yeah. Jumbo is one of my, one of my favorite yeah. records from, from the early 90s. And so I'm I'm queuing that up tomorrow as
1: well. I, I think for me, it's In Excess. I, I kind of go through phases where I forget to listen to In Excess. I don't stop listening to it. I just forget to listen to them. And then... And then something, something triggers me to put them back on. And then, you know, I'm three records deep, uh, before I know it. And, uh, I'm I'm a, I've become a real creature of habit and I will get into a rut where I will just listen to the same stuff quite a bit. And then all of a sudden I'll break out of it. And it's usually doing something like this, prepping for an album or, or whatever that will get me sort of thinking about what's the stuff I'm not listening to and should be less lazy about what I find. You know what else I've got on the, this pile?
0: counting crows recovering the satellites mm, good one right mm. yeah anyways all right let's wrap this up so as a reminder you can find all of our happenings on our facebook page for the records Revisited
1: podcast we're on instagram information society that's oh, another one yes. That came out. <laughs> yes yes that's a, that's a good album yes. man. that's a that's a good album Ugh. i haven't listened to that in forever I'm that was a really good. I bet it's a little more dated, It is, probably. But I'm not but that was a that one fondly. That was a good album at the at the time it came out. That was a really yeah, I'm good. I'm probably album. gonna have to dig through the collection to find that one yeah. too. Sorry, I, that's just stream of consciousness <laughs> spit out of my mouth. <laughs> This is why I'm not always allowed right, on. Exactly.
0: All Sorry. right. Uh, just remember, find all of our old episodes at the records revisited podcast. Also, um, did I say we're on Instagram? Um, I think right. so. Record- I am too. At at Jeff makes jokes. There you go. And uh, right. we're, we're no longer records revisited podcast. We're, <laughs> we, we, we did fix that wrong. Um, we're on Twitter podcast records. So i we try and keep the social medias up to date a little bit, so go
1: go go check us out. But we're old. Yeah, go yeah.
0: Go, go check us out.
1: Uh, Podcast sounds kind of dirty. I like that. <laughs> There's something just sort of yeah. silly about it. We're the we're the po-cast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just thought he was going all by you on me
2: where it's like, really? Is that, is that what you know? It's somebody. I, yeah, I don't know what happened. I wish I, I just, when you start typing and then it it starts to add it and I'm like, Oh, there it is. I clicked it. And I, apparently the D was missing. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Hey, hey,
1: you know, you gotta be careful if the D's missing. That's right. There's some cold mornings, some cold mornings. I've experienced that, but uh, yeah, yeah. You're like, where, where's the D you just, just,
2: (laughs) That was the question I was asking. Where is the D? Yeah.
0: Anyways. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. Go to a live show. Buy a t-shirt of the band. Buy a record. Visit a record store. And not just on Record Store Day. We are records revisited. And we are out. Out.